Hi everyone, this is Kelsey and welcome back to 31 Days of Spooky Movies. Today we're going to watch The Boy from 2016. This is a great movie to watch around Halloween. There's so much tension, so much suspense, a great climax. I remember the first time that I watched this movie, I freaked out at like the big part, the big reveal. Um, like I legitimately screamed. I had no idea what was going on for like the first like couple seconds. Um, and it was just pure terror. I love it. I love the rewatch as well, especially once you've seen it, um, watching it the second time, going back and seeing things you didn't get the first time. Um, it's a really enjoyable in the first watch and the second watch. Um, one fun fact I wanted to say about this movie is it was filmed um, at Craig Derrick Castle, which is in Victoria, BC, Canada, which is where I am recording this podcast. So when I first watched this movie, um, like I actually recognized it. I had, I've only been to the castle once and um, it's, it's more the inside that I recognized. Lots of wood, lots of wood paneling. And I should say for those who haven't seen Craig Derrick Castle, it's, it's really, it was never a castle. It was a very rich person's house. So um, it's a small castle and it is brick on the outside and it's beautiful, big wooden staircase inside, um, very cozy. So um, yeah, it's a great setting and it's, it's fun because I've been inside it. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Again, whether or not you've seen The Boy, um, I'll tell you all about it. There might be a big twist at the end. We'll see. Enjoy. While the credits are rolling, we see various children's toys, some cars, a doll. Um, just like we're kind of like looking through a child's room. The toys are all more like um, like wooden or metal. Like they're not plastic. They're more traditional toys. Um, then we cut to a young woman. She's in the back of one of those like black British cabs. Um, she's sleeping and we're driving through the English countryside. We get to a huge house, the big iron gates open. And yeah, it's like a big haunted castle is what it looks like. Um, stone on the outside, lots of fireplaces, big front door. It's beautiful. Um, and then the man says that the Hillshires have stepped out for a moment and that she should just wait in the parlor. So she enters the house by herself. She takes off her shoes and she starts to look around. Um, she's like very impressed. She's like, whoa, like it's it's a beautiful, huge house. Um, she hears a door shut upstairs. So she calls hello um, and she starts to walk up there. And halfway up the stairs, she sees this large oil painting of the family. So it's an older man and woman. They're both probably in their 60s and then there's a young boy who's probably seven or eight so it's like one of those really beautiful elegant um, oil paintings um, when she's upstairs she finds what's probably the child's room and um, she picks up like a windy dog to play with and she hears hi from behind her and she jumps and she drops the toy it's a good jump scare um, the guy introduces himself his name's Malcolm he's the grocery boy he comes and drops off um, the groceries once a week he's very very cute and British um so they introduce ourselves he is Malcolm and she is Greta um she's American he's British um they're in the kitchen now and he's joking about being a clairvoyant and he says he reads chewing gum um so like how people read tea leaves he reads chewing gum and then he like demands that she gives him his her gum so she does she takes it out of her mouth and puts it in his hand it's 
odd. It's, I guess this flirting technique works. Um, at first he says, I see you're a writer. You want to be inspired by the English countryside. And Greta's like, not even close. And he's like, okay, let me try one more time. I see a dark past on the run from someone, are we? And then she like drops her smile, looks very serious. And she's like, okay, I'll just throw the gum away now. Um, so he kind of hit a nerve there. She asks him what the family's like. Malcolm says that they're good people. And she asks about the son whose name is Brahms. Um, and he's like, yeah, not sure how to explain that really. And just then Mrs. Hillshire walks in. She is, like I said, an older woman, very, very elegant. They're obviously rich. She's, I'm going to say she's a little bit snooty. She looks at Greta's feet and she's like, where are your shoes? <laughs> Cause I don't think you really take shoes off in big castles like that. She says that Brahms is very excited to meet her. Um, he's never met an American before. So, um, they go into the foyer, um, or like the front door and Greta's shoes are gone. And, um, the woman says, oh, it's Brahms. He can be a little bit playful. So we go, we kind of cut to, I don't know, a different room, maybe the parlor. And we hear Mr. Hillshire. Um, and he's saying, we hear him whispering, be on your best behavior now. And she's like, daddy, are you ready? So they call each other daddy and mummy. So I'm just going to refer to them as daddy and mummy from now on. And, um, I believe it's mummy. She says, this is our son Brahms. And it's a doll. It's a friggin' doll. Um, he's probably like three feet tall. It's that kind of doll where the face, hands, and feet are porcelain. Um, so he's a bit of a delicate doll. But anyways, it's a doll. That's what Brahms is. Um, Greta laughs, obviously. And they look serious and offended. Um, and Malcolm comes up behind them and is like, oh, so I see you've met Brahms. And he comes up to the doll and he shakes the doll's hand and he says, how you doing, Brahms? Um, it's nice to see you again. And he tells Brahms to treat this lady nicely. She's traveled a long way to see you, is what he says. Um, and then he leaves. So then Greta goes up to Brahms um, and she shakes his hand and says, nice to meet you. Um, I hope you and I can be friends. The mom is walking with Greta upstairs and she's saying how Greta is going to be all alone here because really they are in the middle of nowhere, like in the British countryside. Um, Mummy says how Brahms has rejected all the other nannies, but they were not nearly as young or pretty as you, she says. Now we're in Brahms's room and Mummy is going over his schedule for each day, like when to wake up, when to dress him, when to feed him. Um, he's wearing his jammies now. So um, Mummy lays him in bed and they're going to practice waking him up and getting him dressed. So um, Greta picks him up. She like picks him up so delicately. So the mom is like, he's not a baby, Miss Evans. So she takes over um, and starts to like, like has him in her lap and like is kind of undressing him and like just like kind of cuddling him. It's really interesting. We learn that Brahms has three hours of lessons every day, uh, including poetry. He likes poetry. And mummy says that she must read in a loud, clear voice. Um, we see that Brahms the doll has kind of like flopped forward and mummy goes up to him and like straightens him up and says, oh, you must sit straight like a good boy. Then we learn about music appreciation. Mummy says that music is Brahms's world. He likes it turned up very loud. And then she turns up the music and it's very loud, very kind of um, high-pitched opera music. Um, it's mealtime now. So they're all sitting, um, the dad, the mom, Greta, and the doll Brahms. 
Um, Brahms has got like a little napkin on his chest. It's very cute. Um, we learned that they don't throw away any food in the house because it's a country house. So it's um, like food and supplies are hard to come by. So all of the leftover meals, like including what Brahms doesn't eat, gets packed away and put in a chest freezer. Um, Mr. Hillshire is going to show her more of a tour of the house and he shows her all the rat traps, saying that Mrs. Hillshire is afraid of rats getting into the walls. Um, he also mentions at this point that the last tradesman um, painted all the windows shut. So that's an interesting thing to know. Um, they're like taking the rats out of the boxes, like out of these rat traps and dropping them in garbage bags. It's um, really gross. And then Mr. Hillshire says to Greta, like, I know what it must look like. And he's saying how it just kind of came on little by little and then all at once. And he gets very serious, well, more serious. And he says, whatever it may look like on the outside, our son is here. He's very much with us. Cut to prayers before bed. And we see the mom and she's like, you're such a good boy, Brahms. And then they ask Greta, could you give us a moment to speak with Brahms privately, please? So they close the door. Door opens again, and Mummy says, He wants you, Miss Evans. He's chosen you. So, um, cut to Greta in her bedroom. She's on the phone. She's on like um like a landline phone. Um, she's saying to her friend, like the whole thing's kind of creepy. And she's saying she's in the middle of nowhere. There's no neighbors, there's no cell service, and there's no Wi-Fi. Um, we learn from her friend that this gig is only gonna be for a few months. Greta really needs the money. Um, her friend says, you really need the money so you can start over after what happened. And then her friend mentions a man named Cole. Um, he's been calling nonstop. He's even stopped by the house. Um, and she mentions that like he doesn't even care about the restraining order. So we're starting to get a little bit of history there. Um, cut to the next day. Uh, Greta is in her room and um, she's starting to get ready. And we hear like clattering and objects like slamming around. And then we hear mom, the mom say, Brahms, how could you? Look what you've done. And then we see his bedroom. Because um, we can see his bedroom from Greta's bedroom. And his room is like a mess. There's like stuff tossed everywhere. And then she's saying, mommy has to go. You have to be a good boy. You promised us. So they're going on some sort of holiday. Um, the dad gives Greta a printed list of the rules. And says how Brahms is not like other children. He can be quite particular. Um, she's like staring at him like he's truly crazy. They say it's been so long since they've gone anywhere. And the dad says, be good to him and he'll be good to you. Be bad to him. But then mommy interrupts him and she gives the doll to Greta. She gives Brahms to Greta and she whispers. She kind of like is giving the doll to Greta and is either saying to Greta or to Brahms. But she whispers, I'm so sorry into one of their ears um so then they leave and inside the house she's all by herself with the Brahms doll and she puts him down um like on a chair in the hallway kind of or in the foyer and puts a blanket on him and she's like no offense Brahms but you kind of creep me out next we see some scenes of her um making a snack she makes a peanut butter uh peanut butter and jelly sandwich cut diagonally which comes back she's sitting on a chair and reading drinking some red wine we see her walk back and forth um to the kitchen a few times and each time we see Brahms on his chair with the blanket still on him she falls asleep downstairs in the chair and she wakes up and when she walks past the hallway the blanket is off of Brahms and it's on the floor 
So she brings him upstairs and just like chucks him onto a rocking chair and it's raining outside and like lightning. So like the shadow that it's making across the doll's face, like makes it look like he's crying. It's like a really spooky effect. Um, Greta wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears something. So she grabs a candle, which is curious. Um, all the power seems to be out. She just has candles in her bedroom and she slowly walks downstairs and she goes up to that big oil painting of the family and she's like staring like right eye to eye face to face with the little boy Brahms and all of a sudden the hand reaches out of the painting and grabs her throat but she wakes up and it's just a dream so the candles make sense um now she wakes up for real it's morning time and she hears a child crying um in Brahms's room he's still on the same rocking chair um, this time it looks like he's crying for real. So she gets up really close to his face to wipe the tear off. Um, but then we see that the ceiling is leaking like onto his face. Like, thank God. Um, so she picks up Brahms, lays him on the bed, and then she tries to get into the attic. It's the kind of attic where there's like, um, like a door or like, yeah, door on the roof, I guess. And you have to use a stick to pull it down and then you pull it and then stairs come down. So that's the kind of attic it is. Um, so she grabs a pole, but it's locked, so she can't actually open it this time. Um, the phone rings, she answers it, and there's just breathing, and she asks, Cole? Um, and then the phone disconnects. Malcolm arrives with his grocery delivery, and Greta's like, you could have warned me, you know? And he's like, and ruined the surprise? So, like, they're flirting, it's really cute. Um, so she asks, what's the story with the doll? And then we cut to a small gravestone, and Malcolm is saying there was a fire. It was his eighth birthday. So, and then he says the doll turned up not too long after that. And then we learn that he died 20 years ago. Um, and they've lived like this with this doll for about 20 years. Um, he asks her out on a date. And she's like, I just got out of this thing. Um, she looks uncomfortable. She's not looking happy. And then he like bugs her with his charm for a while. And she finally relents. Is like, fine. Um, anyways, like he's cute, but like no means no sometimes um anyways then she's chatting with her friend on the phone and like yeah like they are going on a tight a date tight thing this a date type thing this evening um she is getting excited she's getting ready um she's picked out a like a beautiful coral dress and um in the hallway we can see into Brahms's room from her room and he's like his head is turned and he's like looking into his room from looking into her room from his bed um and she closes the door because he's like completely creeping her out she hops into the shower and she takes off a necklace and um she has her clothes ready um set out on a chair and we can hear some like distant clattering outside um she doesn't notice it um but while she's in the shower we see the door open like the shower or sorry the bathroom door open and like we see the pov of someone like seemingly short like it's a pov of someone down low walking through the bathroom um they slowly take the dress she had laid out and then they also take her necklace so she gets out of the shower and she notices she's like looking in the mirror kind of like touching her hair and she notices that like some of her hair has been like cut like in a weird way like kind of chopped off um, she also notices that her dress and necklace are missing. So she goes to her room and all of her clothes are missing. Um, the drawers are open and everything's just gone. So she goes out into the hallway and the stairs to the attic are down. Um, she thinks it's Malcolm at first. So she calls his name and then like she goes upstairs 
and um, she's like, is anybody there? And it's very much like a traditional attic in a movie. Um, just like absolutely filled with stuff, filled with trunks and clothes and all kinds of stuff. Um, all of a sudden the stairs fold up behind her. It's a really good jump scare. It's really loud. And so now she's stuck in the attic and, um, she hears something behind her and we see it's a window. So there's a window to the outside and it's like not glass. It's like slats, like wooden slats, I guess. So she sees Malcolm outside cause he's arrived for their date. So she's like banging on it, but he can't hear her. Um, she's trying to like break the window. She has like a piece of metal and she's like trying to like pry, um, pry the slats open and Malcolm eventually drives away. He does not hear her. So it's pitch black in the attic now and she's walking around with her hands out because she can't see. And then she sees a figure. Um, there's a really loud sound cue. It's a good jump scare again. Um, and then she just gets like really shocked and falls backwards, but she falls backwards and she hits her head on the floor really hard. Um, cut to the morning. She finally wakes up. So like this is a serious, serious head injury. Um, and she sees that the thing that she thought was a figure was actually just um, like clothes hanging on a mannequin. While she's walking around, she f comes across an old photo album with pictures of real boy Brahms. And then all of a sudden the stairs open again and she's able to get downstairs. When she gets down there, there's no one there. So but like we don't know how the stairs opened. And back in her room, all of her clothes are back. Um, she's like, next we cut to her staring at Brahms, like really suspiciously. And Malcolm is there. He says he searched the whole house, the whole house and there's no one there. And he suggests that maybe she was sleepwalking. Um, and he offers to stay, stick around for a bit. So, um, next we see them playing, I think it's billiards cause the table's really big. So I think it's billiards. And, um, Greta says, tell me about Brahms. What was he like? And Malcolm says, the thing you have to know is that there's polite talk and pub talk. So the polite talk is that he was a lovely boy who died too soon. Um, but the pub talk is that he was downright strange. Malcolm says that one night he came here for a delivery. It was Brahms's birthday. Um, and it was after the real Brahms had died. So um, Mrs. Hillshire was celebrating with doll Brahms and Mr. Hillshire was very drunk and mumbling about not being able to do this anymore. And Malcolm says he gets the courage to ask him what was the real Brahms like? And um, he just said one word, odd. And then we go up to Brahms's room and he's laying in his bed, the doll, and... Um, we can tell, like, we can hear their conversation coming up from the vent. So he's in the bed and, um, yeah, we, the conversation can be heard from his room. So um, now we cut to, she's on the phone with her friend. And her friend says that Cole came over to the house and that her 10-year-old son gave Cole her address, uh, like, the place that she's at now um, in the UK. And Greta's like, that's okay, I won't read anything that, son's a, that son of a bitch sends me cut to nighttime and uh, Greta is brushing her teeth. We see a shadow walk behind her. She hears a sound so she goes to investigate. Um, she goes to Brahms's room and there's like paper scattered on the ground and he's looking at her sideways. So she goes to move his head so it's facing forwards and then we get a loud music cue and the head turns sideways and Greta is awoken so it was also another dream. Um... So she's awake now and she hears a baby giggling. So she gets up, um, she opens the door and she sees that the shoes from her very first day that 
Brahms, the playful Brahms apparently took, are now outside the door. So she hears more giggling. So she goes to Brahms's room and now he's sitting on the side of his bed. So before he was laying down in his bed, like on the pillow. And now he's at the side of his bed with his legs, like over the side. Um, and then the rules are beside him. So she's like starting to panic. She tries, she runs to her room. She tries the phone. It doesn't work. Um, then it rings and we hear like this little British boy saying her name, like Greta, Greta. And she starts like sobbing. Um, she hangs up, the phone rings again, and again, it's the same voice, this little boy voice saying, please come out, please come play with me, Greta, why won't you follow the rules? It's really cute and sad and, and creepy, all the things. Um, and then we see feet outside her door, like underneath the door, and someone is knocking on the door, um, she doesn't answer, and then they just walk away. Um, and then we hear from outside the door, though, um, we hear, I promise I'll be good. And it's like, yeah, someone's like right outside the door. We don't see feet anymore though. Um, and then they come back and they bring a tray of something and she opens the door. I don't know how she got the courage to, but she opens the door and it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich cut diagonally. Um, just like we saw her make it before. And then we see, cause you can see his room from hers that Brahms is sitting on the side of the bed still. Um, and she's looking like amazed but also like she's going crazy and she just like starts giggling uncontrollably um and then she goes to Brahms's room and I think yeah she she's freaking believing it she's she's believing that that's Brahms um and she sees the rules and she realizes that that's what he wants he wants her to follow the rules next we see the parents aka mummy and daddy and we see her hand is writing a letter. We can only read some of it. Um, some of the things that we could read are, we will not be returning, God forgive us all, and the girl is yours now. And then we see them seal the letter like with um, like some wax. And then the dad says, it's time, my dear. And then we see them uh, walk out onto a rocky beach and they're holding hands and they start to pick up really big rocks and put them in their coat pockets. And they're holding hands and they walk out into the water and their intention is to drown themselves. And we see them um, walk until they're fully underwater and, and we see them um, presumably drown. And then that's the end of the scene. We cut back to the house and Greta is saying, wakey, wakey. Um, and she's very happy to see Brahms and she's like chatting with him and she's like fixing his hair. Um, we see them at mealtime. She's cracking open his, open his soft boiled egg for him. We see her reading him a book out loud, tucking him into bed. And she says, I think we did it all. And the last thing on the list is kiss goodnight, but she doesn't give him a kiss goodnight tonight. Um, then we see Malcolm walk in. It's the next day. She hasn't been answering the phone and he wanted to check in on her. Um, sure. And um, he said he grabbed the mail and she's like oh yeah just um just put it over there so he puts it down and we can see that um because it's got the same wax seal that the letter from the parents um has been collected so he asks her out on another date but she doesn't want to and you can tell it's because she does not want to leave Brahms Malcolm leaves and Greta says Brahms can you hear me and it like the camera like zooms in on his face for like a while and you're really waiting for something to happen but nothing happens um she puts food right in front of him and she tells him to reach for it and then nothing happens and then she's like if there's a spirit in this house please give me a sign and then like she covers her mouth and she starts like sobbing like kind of like she can't believe 
that she said that she can't believe she's believing in this. Like she feels like she's going crazy. Um, and then again, nothing happens. Um, and then she goes to throw out the food, but as she does, we hear giggling and, um, like from behind her and she turns around and Brahms has moved and he's moved and now he's like kind of hiding behind a door. So, um, Greta calls Malcolm back and she's like, Brahms is real. Brahms is real. So she sits, they go upstairs, um, and she sits Brahms down on the floor in his bedroom and she like draws a chalk outline around him sitting. Um, she's so excited. Um, and then they leave the room, they go into her room and she knocks on the wall three times. And Malcolm's like, this is some kind of trick, right? Like you don't, you don't really think he's alive. And then, um, they go into Brahms's room, but he hasn't moved. So he hasn't moved. So she gives him like a nice pep talk. And she's like, I know this is hard for you, um, but I need this or I have to go. I can't stay here. Um, and she's like, if the, if he doesn't move, then I'm crazy. I, we just have to do this one more time. Give me one more chance. They leave. They knock again. We hear footsteps and the creaking, like we hear creaking next door and giggling and they go back and Brahms is missing from the floor. Malcolm is like, what? Um, they hug, like Malcolm and Greta hug. They're so excited. And then we see Brahms and he's just like standing against the wall. It's like almost like, oh, a scare. Oh, there you are, Brahms. Malcolm is saying, it's incredible. Like, is it a ghost? Is it some trapped spirit? And Greta's like, it's just a boy. Um, so... Greta tells Malcolm about Cole, her ex. She's saying that everyone begged her to leave him. And um, then she found out she was pregnant. He swore that he had changed. And then one day um, he went off again and she had to go to the hospital and she knew that she had lost the baby. Um, super, super sad story. Um, then they have like a very sweet moment and then they kiss. And then we see her doing her prayers with Brahms, um, doing yeah, doing their prayers, doing their prayers with Brahms. Um, and she gives him a good night kiss. And then in her room, her and Malcolm are getting to sexy times and we can see that Brahms can hear them. Like again, he can hear from his bedroom, from the doll's bedroom, you can hear like everything that's happening in her bedroom. And then we see a POV of someone looking in on them through the keyhole um, and like we're watching them make out and then all of a sudden like really loud classical music turns on downstairs um, so they run down there and they see that Brahms is in the parlor so she picks him up and um, she's like holding him and it almost looks like the doll is just like glaring at Malcolm and Malcolm's like kind of just like kind of like creeped out staring back um, I think they're in the kitchen now it's the same night Malcolm's like what just happened and Greta's like children have tantrums it was just a tantrum um and Malcolm's trying to get her to stay in town and not at the house tonight and she won't she like won't leave Brahms obviously um and then Malcolm's like I should have told you this before but I didn't want to scare you off and then he goes on to explain that there was a little girl from town who used to come and play with Brahms and one day she just didn't come home um eventually they found her body in the woods and her head had been bashed in the police wanted to interview Brahms, but by the time they got to the house, um, like by the time they got there, the house was in flames. Um, and that's obviously how he died. And again, we can hear that, um, you can hear what they're saying from Brahms's room and they, Malcolm says that they never found the girl's killer. 
And he's saying it's not safe in this house. And she says, I know he wouldn't hurt me and I'm not leaving. So then we see her tucking Brahms in and she's like, you wouldn't hurt me, would you, Brahms? And then she's back up in the attic and she sees, like, she's looking at that photo album of Brahms. And then we see that there's, like, a young girl in a lot of these photos as well. And Brahms, like, it kind of zooms in on Brahms, the young boy, and he's just, like, kind of intently staring at this young girl. Next, we see her in the kitchen with Brahms. They're at the sink and we hear the billiard balls in the other room and she thinks it's Malcolm. So she goes in and it's her fucking ex-boyfriend, Cole. And she had been calling Malcolm. So he's like, who's Malcolm? Um, and she's like holding Brahms like a like a baby. Um, oh, it's so awful. And Cole like wants to meet Brahms. And then he like looks at Brahms and, sh- and he's like, this is a joke, right? Um... And she's just like, acts casual. She's like, no, they're paying me to watch this doll. Um, She's just like trying to protect herself. And he says he wants her to come home. So next we cut to them having dinner. And he's like talking about his new job, blah, blah, blah. She looks so uncomfortable and so scared. It's really horrible. Um, He says that their flight leaves tomorrow. Um, Just then Malcolm walks in and Cole introduces himself and... Malcolm's like, oh, I have that delivery. So they, like, go to the other room, and he's like, he can't stay here. Like, what if he attacks you? And Greta's like, she won't, I swear. So Malcolm leaves. He does not feel good about it. Greta brings Cole some bedding and a pillow so that he can sleep on the couch um, downstairs. And he's like, guess I'm not sleeping in your bed tonight. And then he, like, grabs her as she walks away, and he's like, I'm sorry, I just need to hear you say that you forgive me. And he's like getting really aggressive. And he's like, you're not leaving me, Greta. And I'm not letting you go no matter where you run off to. And he grabs her chin and he tries to kiss her. But she like turns her head away. And he's like, be packed by morning. And she's just like holding back tears. It's so awful. Um, We see her upstairs. She's laying in bed with Brahms. And she's like, don't worry, Brahms. I'm not leaving you. But I need your help. Um, we actually see that Malcolm is sleeping outside in his car. So he is actually quite sweet in that regard. Um, so yeah, he's just right outside in his car. Um, then we see a POV of someone walking through the halls and down the stairs. Um, and we see Cole sleeping on the couch. And then, um, we see something drip on his head and he wipes it off and he wakes up. And then we hear him yelling to Greta, um, And then we cut to there are bloody rats in his suitcase. And then it says, get out, uh, presumably in blood, like on the wall. And Brahms is in the room with them. Um, She says, he did it. And he's like, obviously not believing it. She's like, it wasn't me, it was Brahms. She runs and grabs Brahms and she's holding him like a baby. She's being very protective of him. And Cole is like, give him to me. Give me the doll. And um, we hear, or Malcolm hears them yelling. So he runs in and he's like, He's like, listen, guy, you got to leave now. And um, he's trying to get him out of there. And then um, Cole grabs uh, grabs Brahms the doll and he fucking swings Brahms either, either by the leg or the hand, but he swings him and he smashes his entire head on a table. And um, we just see like a glass eye fall to the ground. It's kind of like in slow motion. Um and we see we see Greta in slow motion, like, screaming out. Um, it's so upsetting. And then we hear something really loud in the walls. It's, like, clattering, banging, knocking. The lights are flickering. Um, 
and it's like sounds like it's not coming from one place like it's moving and then Cole puts his face up to this mirror and he's like listening really intently and then the mirror shatters like it explodes outwards and Cole flies backwards and then we see that there's like a hole in the wall where the mirror was and then we hear little boy Brahm's voice calling Greta's name and then we see a hand reach out of the hole and a grown ass man wearing a porcelain mask that looks like the doll Brahms face crawls out of the fucking wall. The first time I saw this, I truly lost my mind. I don't know if I was just like, just didn't have my head in the game, but I did not see this coming. So when I saw this huge, he's so tall, this grown ass man come out of the wall with this creepy mask on, like I truly couldn't handle it. It was it was such a legit scare. Oh, it was so good. Um, okay, so then this real life man Brahms um, goes after Cole. Malcolm like tries to stop him, um, but he beats him up, and um, like he beats up Malcolm, and then he starts really pounding on Cole. Then using part of the broken doll, he uses it to stab um, Cole in the neck. And Cole is like definitely bleeding out. Like he's he's a goner and um, no one cried about that. Then Brahms grabs for Greta, but Malcolm, Malcolm like hits him over the head and Brahms falls. So they have a chance to run upstairs and they lock themselves in Greta's room. They try the phone, but it's dead. And the windows are, of course, painted shut, as we've learned. Um, we hear something in the walls. And then we see, like, we look over and we see, like, the big man Brahms, like, in their closet, in her closet. Um, so they run into the wall. So they run into the hall and then they find, um, like, a hole and they're able to get, like, into the wall. And there are all kinds of pathways through the walls, um, like, hallways and corners. And then they come across, like, what's clearly been Brahms's house within the walls of this house where he's been living. And they find her missing coral dress. And there's, like, a makeshift, like, creepy life-size doll of Greta, like, in his bed. Um, so he's been living in the walls. Oh, and she's, like, he's been living in the walls watching me this whole time. And she is not okay about it um back in the walls they are being like really quiet now um and then all of a sudden Brahms like breaks through the wall and tackles both of them um they're able to like squirm away and then we hear Brahms talking um and he's like saying her name again and he runs up to Malcolm um and again he starts really really beating him up he's got like a pole like a wooden or metal pole that he's using as a weapon so he's just like bashing Malcolm with it it's really bad um and then he's like Greta come back um and it's so creepy because he's wearing this mask so you can hear him talking but obviously his mouth isn't um isn't moving and he's like get back here don't leave me um and now it's like not a little child's voice it's like a really creepy like grown man's like British voice and he's like if you leave I'll kill him oh my god it's so scary um and then we see her running away she's running through the woods um but then she just like stops abruptly and she goes back she sneaks in through the front door and grabs a screwdriver we see Brahms he's just like standing in the shadows he's so tall he's so imposing and then Greta's like I told you I wouldn't leave you Brahms I came back for you um, acting all 
cool and collected and then he comes up to her and he's like sniffing her kind of and he's completely in her area and then she shouts his name and she gets all stern and she's like it's time for bread it's time for bed now um you know the rules so she gets him to drop his weapon and we're upstairs now she's tucking him into bed she says good night and he says kiss and she says no kiss tonight it's your punishment she goes to walk away and he grabs her um by the hand and says kiss again so um she turns around she goes to kiss him on the forehead but he grabs her like on the arms and makes her kiss him on the lips on the mask um it's so horrifying and then she grabs a screwdriver and she stabs him like in the torso kind of like under his ribs probably and then she, he throws her across the room like this is how big this guy is um, and then he comes after her and he starts to strangle her and she's like off the ground. He's strangling her. Um, the screwdriver is still in his body. So she grabs it and like pushes it in more and then he drops her. Um, she runs away. She's able to get back in the walls and she's looking for Malcolm. We see him. He's alive. He's in really bad shape. Um, but then we see them get into the car. Um, she helps him. They're li he's limping. They get into the car and then we see them go out through the gates and they're driving away. And then we're back in the house, we're in the walls, and we see Brahms, and he's putting together the face of the broken Brahms doll, and the camera slowly zooms in to the doll's face, and that's how the movie ends. My final thoughts on The Boy are that I love this movie, of course. I've probably seen it about five times, and the first two watches, um, like even the second watch, I was legitimately freaked out at the reveal when Brahms, real man Brahms comes out of the, um, out of the wall. So like the first two watches were really good. And, um, I've always enjoyed the rewatches to see things like, um, like it makes more sense. Like, well, although some things don't make sense. Like if he's that tall, he shouldn't be able to like creep through the house as quietly as he does. I guess I'll give one excuse is that the whole house is kind of carpeted in like really lush carpet. So like, I don't know, sometimes you hear floorboards creaking and I think it would be louder if a grown man was walking around. Um, so yeah, sometimes the second or like a second or third watch through something seems, some things seem a little incredulous, but I hope, um, especially if you haven't seen the movie, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and I'd be curious to know if, you saw this twist coming or if you had any idea that um, it wasn't going to be supernatural because that's the thing when I looked this up on Wikipedia it's actually um, well I mean this is just Wikipedia but it's classified as a supernatural horror and technically it's not at all supernatural it's just a guy doing all of this so um, yeah it was a really good movie and I hope you guys enjoyed it thanks <laughs>